fucking. Uh, <laughs> I, can't I can't remember it either. We locked eyes from across the room, room. down oh, to yeah. drinks while the rhythms boom. <laughs> no, need, no need here for the silly games. But <laughs> welcome to Thought Nuts Radio. Yeah. I'm Kyle. I'm Sean. <laughs> Curtis. I'm Chris Lutz. Exact coordinate, signal, exact direction, course confirmed. If I don't believe in life forms out there, everything else beyond that point, I wouldn't, uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, partake in. Oh, there's actually okay. uh, there's these microbes. I know we're we're going to micro scale. That I think is that. All right, so is that what we Chris saying? Is aliens? either off or low? Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, he's not talking into the mic. He's talking to the side of the mic. Hey, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, is that better? How's that sound? I hear you now. Uh, these little microbes that are floating around in the stratosphere, and they've attached themselves to the shuttles as they're coming in and out. And these things are immortal. They don't die. They're extremely the hottest heat source we can put on the planet. They've exposed these things to. They don't die. They put them in the coldest uh, sources we can have. They don't die. They brought them out into space. They brought them back. These things are indestructible. And they say like that's nothing that we've seen on Earth. But they've uh, they were floating around in the stratosphere. Now, and they're saying that that possibly, like, I know they're using the word alien. It's well, yeah, very exactly. micro, microbial like, type yeah, scale. So is it, is it a type of, of bacteria? Yeah. Is, is that what it is? Well, it's a life form. Like, it's a, what was that? That was me. Oh. This thing just popped. It was like, uh, it, they look like little slugs, like super I didn't small. I break anything. Super uh, slugs. <laughs> super uh, space it's slugs. Like space yeah. slugs. <laughs> I played that arcade game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, but like, if, all right, so is that... All right, so that's alien. I mean, technically, oh, if, if there's a if there's a type of rock that's not here, that's alien too. Is is that aliens? So we'd have to basically define what we're saying as an aliens. Is. Yeah, like are you, are you think it's something that you know that would stand up in front of you and could shake your hand, kind yes. of thing. That yeah. And okay. I'm not, and I'm not saying though, I'm not saying life. There's not other life forms out there. I'm saying there's no human equivalent out there. We are the creme de la creme of. Uh, uh, of uh, as bold as it say sentience hmm. like you know there may be a dolphin equivalent there may be a bird equivalent there may be a slug equivalent I'm know, not that's saying what you can think of based on our reality in, on this planet in that too but like I, I think uh, for, for uh, we're a good Earth's a good you know example of everything that's needed to produce the things that we're capable of hmm. I mean there's plants that are just rocks and we don't really see a whole lot going on around them or on them. I mean, yeah, I mean, there may be, you know, microbes, alien microbes. There may be alien ducks. But are there alien human-like people? Nah, I'd fuck that. Hmm. I've always kind of been, and I'll, I'll use the word belief, right? Just that there's, I, I would say there's other planets out there in our another uh, galaxy, maybe yep. not in our solar system, blah, blah, blah. But I would say there's probably some that are in their caveman stage, maybe but some that are renaissance stage. you are basing this off of, like, you're just saying... I'm just saying because... Oh, look statistically at, speaking, mm-hmm. the, the, the amount, amount of, of planets, planets... The amount yeah. of matter out there. Like yeah. that, I guess that's the background of yeah. where I would say that statement from. And that's where something where I'll definitely agree on that. Because, yeah. like, I, I would imagine that there has to be something out there. Something, like, maybe they're at the same stage as us. Maybe they're below us in terms of evolution. Maybe they're above us and they're just like these fucking humans over here who, who the fuck wants to go see them okay yeah. but i got something for that then 
uh, this is kind of like uh, the the paradox of like uh, the tree falling in the woods. If no one's around to hear mm. it, does it make a sound? Or effectively, you know, did it happen? I mean, you could, you could walk up to it type thing and surmise what happened, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Get what I'm saying there? Mm-hmm. I've seen a so, tree fall in the woods. <laughs> 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 More than once. No, so, all right, uh, but you know that, phil- you know, you know what I mean? That philosophical concept. <laughs> you know what I mean by that philosophical yeah. concept, yeah. right? So, I would say if you had another civilization that exists on the, in in the gal I guess it would be galaxy or the universe no the universe but they're too far away for us to see them sense them comprehend them anything they're just but statistically they ex- they exist or they really exist or whatever so the question is do, do they, they shit? exist do they shit maybe they don't shit Maybe they don't. Right. Like they're too far away of anything to know, even I to confirm so. they yeah. exist. Well, you can't confirm or deny, I guess. No, but it's just a, a matter about of essentially affinity. Yeah. Well, but, but yeah, yeah. But that's, I'm saying this is a purely hypothetical example yeah. of like, yeah. yeah, they exist, but we have no way of actually knowing they exist. No. Yeah. Do they exist then? Yeah, I guess it comes down to like a lot of eyewitness testimony and things like that, and like high-ranking generals and you know, like pe- politicians who've come forward and and blah blah blah, right? Or mass sightings—that's another thing, right? And I, I just think it's 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 too easy for for someone to be in a fanciful story scenario when they come out like that. The Bob Lazar thing, like he didn't really say anything of of, of consequence, and it's it, yeah. I mean, the, the, what the guy does, I mean, you're he's a very clever guy, very intelligent guy. So he's not going to go full on deep end conspiracies. He even said that himself. He wants to distance himself from those people. And it just seems like he he's put out enough information to be plausible yet not uh, easily deniable. Cause I, that, that, that thing that he talks about that fingerprint scanner thing, I'm pretty sure like they use those for time punch-ins now. Cause I use one of those, a very similar device. You've you got, you put your it? hand down. It's like there's four points or every point between your fingers mm. and you line your hand up with that. And then it shoots an image from above and scans your hand. And that's how everyone is identified when you clock in and out at work. You have to do that at work. Uh, I had to do that at the airport. I had to do that at superstore. Superstore. Superstore, Superstore installed those just after you really? guys all left. I just had to fingerprint one. Well, Right yeah, that, but they one, they yeah. upgraded to that Damn. hand one like a, within a few months before I quit there. Oh yeah, yeah, That's pretty crazy. And that was like when when I first heard that Bob Lazar description, I was like, so he's just describing a punching clock. This isn't really advanced technology. This is just a new way of putting a paper in a time thing. Hey, but this was back in the eighties, man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they, they yeah, had that they, technology before we yeah. did. Yeah, they had that technology, but that's not exactly that's where we got that technology. How does that confirm from? alien technology is stop, uh oh stop you fucking know, you can, it. You punch it. <laughs> Adjust it once, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I still haven't even watched that. I haven't listened to the Joe Rogan with Bob Lazar. I haven't watched the document. I haven't. I'm behind uh, by still weeks. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan one is was way more informative than the actual documentary. Okay, I'll probably pass on it. They were they were stroke <laughs> they were stroking him on that on that documentary and that uh, and Joe Rogan was stroking him on that documentary. Well, actually, I started it and it just seemed like super dramatized, like how it started yeah, it was. out, where the guy's like on his phone, like like he's it's catching it as it's happening, and it's like. And it, like the, the, it's probably like the director or something oh, yeah. like trying to make it creative you know, and appealing it always to, is and Netflix that, right and that the didn't director, appeal to me the director like, okay. yeah. he's swaying us <laughs> <laughs> the creative director right yeah, yeah. that's not me 
Yeah, I, I remember listening to Bob Lazar like uh, when we were teens, and he was like, from what he was saying back then up until when I followed him, you know, I really I, I didn't watch that uh, that interview or nothing, but he was pretty consistent with, with what he was saying. You like, watch the interview; it's a good interview. I mean, it, he definitely. I mean, I don't. I, I knew of the guy, and I've done. You know, I've I've come across stuff of him before that, but uh, this is the most I've known about his whole story in once in one go. But it just it just still doesn't seem but too convincing. Isn't it just like essentially the same story he's telling over and over about like back when he worked there? With right? very like, little like detail. There's nothing that's like yeah, and that's new what I would assume, anything, right? Like it's it's just the same. Story. Yeah, like he's just it's like a story that happened to him, and yeah. it's something he's just been trying to pump out for like decades. Like he got yeah. fired effectively, and he's just been bitter about it since. I mean, that's a very cynical way to look at <laughs> it. But what's more practical? aliens exist or he just got fired and is mad <laughs> but that's he's just one example right there's like another guy named phil schneider yep that guy yeah, yeah i know his story corroborating that's evidence, a that's a so. yeah. that one you know? that the phil schneider story i feel is way more plausible because he's dead yeah he died and he even said if i'm dead he's like just know it wasn't a suicide i am not planning on killing myself at any time and all of a sudden, boom, he's suicide. And he's got like, he had like that massive scar on his belly too. And yeah. like, that was like for, for dramatic effect when he, when he told his story, then lifted up the shirt. It was like, man, bravo, buddy. You did that appropriately. That's how you do it. Well, and like, his father, it's but all I'm documented that they, they were, they were designers and builders of, uh, they called them dumbs, right? Yep. Deep underground yep. military yep. bases. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's all paperwork. They have the contracts to prove all that. They did this for the military. So he, everything he was saying, he had a lot of paperwork to back it up. Now, we, before we even go deeper into that, like there's uh, Bob Lazar, Phil Schneider, and multiple mother or multiple other examples of people coming forward with stuff like this. So I think for for myself is like after I see so many different examples of stuff like that, that's what kind of leans me towards the opinion that hey, there's something going on out there. And I, and I've I've gone through many of the same sources too, but I, I I kind of go back to be like these. It's just there's a lot of people on the planet. There's a lot of people who get you know, canned. And there's a lot of people who get bitter about being canned. If you can make a buck yeah. off of it. Exactly. Yeah, true. If, and like, if your job is now, uh, you know, basically telling your firing story, like, come on, like what, 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 <laughs> what better job is that? Be like, <laughs> I got fired. I, that pissed me off. And now I get to talk about it and then get that endorphin rush of always kind of, you know, being, oh, everyone's against me type thing, you know? And it's, it's, it's intoxicating. I've been there. It's oh, last, yeah. I've been there for the past fucking month. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't deny that there is people out there in the world that are like that and might hold yeah. on to a lie, right? Say for decades, but I don't know. Like, do are they all lying? You know, maybe no, they are, maybe they aren't. Exactly. Yeah, it's Plausible. hard to say, right? Plausible. But yeah. I just yeah. think yeah. that the, the fanciful nature route. of you know, it, or, oh, it, that means aliens exist. It's like all right, I think human experimentation on other humans is extremely likely. I don't think our level of technology, what we have in front of us, is an honest level of technology capable. I think that's actually something that's skewed. You know, what we see from the military end of it and what we see from like, you know, yeah, I think there are, you know, power sources, but nothing free energy type thing. But, uh, but I don't think that I don't think that points in the conclusion of aliens. I think I still put that in the camp of, you know, humans can do some really fucked up productive shit when they have no morals and a lot of people at their disposal. Look at the pyramids. I think that's a good example. Humans yeah, built that. Aliens built that. Aliens did not build the pyramids. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting things about the pyramids, though, right? Like uh, how they're like Orion's belt is perfectly yeah. lined uh, up yeah. with that, right? Mm -hmm. And each pyramid is perfectly north, south, east, west. It's the one of the longest standing structures, 
right? Like precisely, right? There's a there's a documentary I got to send you. That's kind of like you may have seen it already, but it's about a bunch of ancient structures across the planet. And like I want I, yeah, and they all have varying like same degrees of, of bricks and like. Like same pat- construction methods. Okay, same construction from across the planet. Yeah, from the Mayans to the Aztecs. Yeah, to, yeah even like uh, buildings around Stonehenge and, and all that kind like, of stuff. And they focus on a global perspective of where they're all located too. Yeah, and they, there's like way line, or they call them yeah way lines that go across the world. Now they all connect. Well, they don't do the way line thing. They just they just start drawing lines, and then they just show like where they hit, and it's like they hit all these major important ones. It's just like holy fuck, you know? Yeah, it's definitely something that went on there. Yeah, exactly. Like all these major historical sites are located in a, like pretty much an exactly straight line. Yep. That's what I always wondered about the the three pyramids there. Well, what, what, what do you mean in like a straight line? Like uh, if the, if you just mark the point on the map and park the uh, mark the next point, the next point, but the next like point. essentially like they're all on the same like latitude. No, no, like it could be on an angle or, or yeah, whatever. It's not. It's not. It's not on a specific latitude. I mean, the, like the one I saw, it, 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 it they started out in like South America. And they just were drawing lines and you just see them go like effectively around the globe. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I just remember sitting there. I was like, holy fuck. And it was just, I mean, I don't know how many they were leaving out just for just make it appear more convenient. Yeah. But still, it's just like, it's an observation that's just like cool to point out. Like, like what, like. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like, what was the line that made it cool? All right. So say, sorry. So say there's Chichen Itza. You know where Chichen Itza is? All right. Do you know any fucking old... Our, our, our architecture at all? Any Chich- any significant Chichen Itza, ones? It's east coast of Mexico, like or okay. the Yucatan. Uh, that's where I just was. Yeah. And there's like the pyramids, there's Gobegli Tepe, yeah. you know, like those types of places, right? There's like major ones. Uh, what's the what's the one there's in Machu Picchu, Machu Picchu, Easter Island? Yep. Like yeah. all these places, they would they, they they were putting them on the global map, and then they put a line, and then they all connected on a pretty straight, consistent line. Even case, okay, so I was in the UK a couple, and they all uh, had the same ago. construction methods. Uh, there's a Stonehenge, but there's another spot north of Stonehenge, which is even cooler, called Avebury, and it's something that like nobody really advertises because a town is in the center of it, and it's uh, you know a Vesica Pisces, right? Well, no. uh, two circles that overlap, like you a see Venn diagram. <laughs> Or Vesica Pisces. Couldn't <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. have uh, fucking done the uh, layman term uh, t- on that one. Tomato, tomato, right? <laughs> no, that uh, tomato, any- tomato. Anyways, there's a. Uh, it's it. Th- <laughs> 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 there's a uh, Stonehenge, Avebury, directly to the north of that, and then to the west of Stonehenge is. Uh, it's in Glastonbury. There's a spire there. And it's like a, it, they built this massive moat, huge, huge hill that's been man-made. It's a mound, it's a mound right? Yeah, a huge yeah, those mound. Those are very common around there where they build giant mounds that they weren't supposed to be there. Yeah, and it was man-made. And they were wondering, okay, so like, and there's a huge spire on Generally, the top. Generally, sometimes they have some stuff inside of them too. That's true. And the walk up to, to the top of this uh, pyramid is a labyrinth. Like you walk up the uh, the path a certain way, it zigzags and it loops around and you got it like it's a long, long walk to get to the top. And they say what that is, is a, is a physical meditation. They say it's like a physical prayer. You walking that certain ways represents something. But where that spire was located directly west of Stonehenge and Avery to the north, it formed a perfectly, uh, it formed a perfect triangle. Like a perfect triangle when well, you look at overhead in the map, and they were just saying like, and there's triangles path- are very easy to form. Yeah, though. but there there's pathways connecting each one, and they're just wondering why, right? It's just kind of like, it's just kind of like huge geometry that's just built in, and people are wondering why. Like, who knows why they did it? 
but it's, it's or, or but it's how just, or how that's just, the bigger question I feel is, is the how, like you have to have a lot of coordination to, uh, to, to, to achieve that type of precision. Yeah. Over a long distance, exactly. and it's in a perfectly straight line, mm-hmm. right? You got a perfectly uh, 90 degree angle between the three points. Like, it's like, just like, why did you do it? What, what is the purpose? Yeah. Well, no, if, no if you look along that line too, like, uh, the Egyptians, like how old are the pyramids like said to what, be? 3,300, 3,300 well, years I or think so? they're, they're, they uh, say the Sphinx is much older though. The Sphinx is much older, but I th- even would say the, the, mm-hmm. the pyramids could be older as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, like how do we know? No. Yeah. yeah. With carbon dating and who well, knows and the thing how is, too, that is, but they're, they're yeah. allegedly there's, 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 there was an outer casing on them too. Hmm. Yeah. That was actually like looking at the pyramid from a distance, it would be shining white. Yep. It was like a white shale. Yep. That would okay, be yeah. breathtaking. And, and who knows wh- how much taking away that, like if you took away our skin, like how old would we look? <laughs> yeah. We'd look really red. <laughs> but yeah, like as new kings and emperors came along, they said strip the pyramid of its shale okay, yeah. to use, you know, for my religion or my Generally building. road construction. Well, just where I was going with that along like the date time is, uh, or the date line is there's been... I mean, you look at some of the things that they did, some of the ways that they pointed their, their structure, some of the way they built them. I mean... Maybe we can't fully understand some of the technology or the methods that they use, but uh, there's actually a guy, Arat, uh, I don't even even know how to say his name, Erastothenes, but he was like uh, from 276 BCE, and he was pretty much the guy who uh, came up with the first very accurate representation of how big the circumference of the earth was based on the way the angle of the sun felt at like, um, a certain time at 12 noon, mm-hmm. he looked at it laid flat along this plane and then 7.2 degrees along this other plane. Fucking and from trigonometry, there he, man. he inferred like the circumference of the earth. And this was fucking 276 BCE. That's wicked. Like now we need a computer for that shit. And I'm like, no, well, no, I, I mean, wouldn't say, I mean, if like I do, yeah, I'm not saying like, a but, smart if, person, if, but, but even, but then, it, like, if you knew the tricks of math, you yeah, could, but you he, he invented easily. that like method to do this. So it's like, and this was like actually the first start of the calendar. Like, he was one of the first proponents for a cal- proper calendar, like just the proper daytime and like the uh, uh, what was it, the the leap year type thing. Oh yeah. Um. So there, there's a so lot. The, the the sun going around the earth, like yeah. timed right. Yeah. Right. So like he was our it, modern interpretation of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like there's a lot of cool shit that people figured out without our current technology. So it's it's tough to say. I mean, look at the pyramids. Look at what they did. It's Why like, can't moving rocks fall into that same yeah. category? It doesn't yeah. seem that difficult in the grand scheme. And of that's things, what but. I always felt. You know, saying aliens built the pyramids is just a very dismissive, undermining things to what human beings are capable of. Yeah. Man, I, I had a good you, shirt I should have brought today. <laughs> I just got it with that. <laughs> Shit. What do you mean just got it with that? With that pillow there. Oh, pillow? okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say with Bitcoin. Oh, no. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I haven't made any purchases with No. I have currency. too many and, oh, man. Purchased what? With uh, Various things with Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this Leatherman right here, 1.5 Bitcoins. That's like now a $15,000 Leatherman. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, internet. You should yeah. get it gilded. <laughs> Dip it in bronze and I'll put it on the wall. Even more now. I'll, I'll have to use Bitcoin to buy the get some, no, just, no, gold, gold plating, that shouldn't cost a whole no, lot that of money. Actually, I mean, because they just I use titanium little, nitride it for free. A little, so. little bit of gold, but then like you could sell it, but it's a $15,000 Leatherman. Yeah. $120 worth of gold, but I was going to buy a car and then put like 1.5 BTC on it. Oh man. I thought, I thought that'd be a great idea, but I'm glad I didn't because I looked at the price now and like that'd be like, like the Whoa. license plate or something. Yeah. 1.5 BTC. <laughs> yeah. That's wicked. And you scratch it into yeah, the it's paint just this old civic. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Man, that was 400 bucks. That was a great yeah. car. 
I think it was Newton there, uh, going back to what we were talking mm-hmm. about, uh, before they had a telescope that could look far enough into space, he knew mathematically that a, that a planet existed. I don't know if it was Pluto or one of the outer planets, mm-hmm. but he knew, he's like, there's a planet there, just based on the gravitation yep. of how it's okay, affecting yeah. all the other planets. And it was, it was, it took like a hundred or something years before they were actually to prove that, that, wow, there is a planet there. Yeah. I think I, I think I've heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. But he just knew it mathematically. Mm-hmm. So so math is the ability to make telescope awesome. lenses is actually a pretty pioneering oh, yeah. thing in, of humanity. Yeah. It takes a huge process. Like what was that newest one that NASA just put out in space there? It's the newest like Hubble. It's the, the, the big dick looking telescope. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the <laughs> Hummer. It's the Hummer. I think that's the NASA Hummer. The official name. Yeah. <laughs> The NASA's big old dick telescope <laughs> <laughs> floating around in space. Taxpayers eh? covered this one. Yeah. <laughs> and really yeah. use it to fuck you. Yeah. But yeah, hey, look, took- we're, looking, we're, we're looking at lights out here. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> this, were, this, this, this couple billion dollars could have been used to build homes, but now nah, we're just looking at lights in the distance. Well, the lenses, it took them like, it said like years and years and years to just perfect the angle and the smoothness yeah. and the polishing mm-hmm. and all that. Do you ever see how they make like the mirrors for telescopes on Earth? Yeah, yeah. a little bit during yeah, that process. Yeah. Some yeah, of that's, that's, that's insane that's that someone massive. got to that point, you know? Oh, yeah. Like mankind has come a long way, right? Before we used to just banging rocks together. Mm-hmm. Now look at, we're, look at the shit we're doing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah Landing rovers on Mars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Did you guys hear that somebody actually died on the Manterio Trail the other day? Yeah. I heard that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What an asshole. It was an 18-year-old kid, I was think. Was it Bear Grylls? No. It'll <laughs> <laughs> never be Bear Grylls. But He'll be in know, a fucking hotel somewhere. E- eaten by a bear. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe him watching Bear Grylls didn't help, right? Yeah. So Bear so Grylls happened with a gateway them. drug then. Yeah. Bear. <laughs> uh, someone dropped him off on, I think, the north end of the trail, and he was hiking back. And another hiker, I guess, found him and set off like a GPS, like a satellite signal, send uh, for help. Oh, really? And that's all I seen from the story was so yeah. Was he alive at that point? I don't think so. I think so uh, they came across a body. Like how many I days guess, later? It said. Well, all it, all it said the story was it took four hours for the the medevac to arrive to oh, pick him up. Okay. So I don't know if the guy fell and oh, you know shit. starved or, or whatever. That's right? why, like, especially something like that, you always go with a buddy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. that's I like those whole like alone. Appalachian trail trails and stuff like that. It's like fuck, fuck you. Okay. I mean, you can do it, but. If you fall, you're fucked, and yep. like you better hope somebody's find you. Yeah, you're risking it. You're risking yeah. a lot there, right? Well, they made a movie easy about fall. that. What's his name? The guy James actually Franco? happened to a guy. Uh, twenty-seven hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Hundred twenty-seven. Hundred twenty-seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Twenty-seven. Don't, don't downplay his fucking <laughs> yeah. arm trapped in that rock. A day. That's it. I can't handle anymore. Just cuts his arm off after one day. Oh man, right? That's when someone walks by. Hey, you all right? Like, <laughs> oh man, that's like that movie, The Mist. Oh man. Oh, what a terrible ending, man. Terrible ending. Oh, such oh, a good movie. That. that was a that was a that, that was like a biblical reference though. Mm. Because the whole idea behind that was he was not going to get saved until he sacrificed his kid. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what it was paying homage to? Yep. Because I, I watched the, the the director's cut of that and, like, the director's commentary of it. Oh. And just hearing, like, when you get, like, a good director's commentary for a good, for someone who actually was, like, a writer-director on a movie, man, do they really paint you, like, how the movie was made, how the, like, the problems, the alternate solutions, the narratives, uh, what you're not seeing, how it was uh, just really good. So they purposely, that's what the, the, the design of that was, to have... Him sa- was it like sacrificing his son to yep. save humanity, or essentially? That's yeah. kind of like that 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 uh, biblical reference type thing. 
Wow, eh? Yeah. Yeah, Kyle, you seen the movie or you just don't remember? I don't remember. I, I may have, but I don't remember it. Like they're escaping. Was it M. Night Shyamalan or something? We gave uh, away like the hard yeah. ending. Spoiler alert. But it's such an entertaining you movie without that, that scene, though. It could be a Shyamalan movie. I guess the way <laughs> no, it ended. No, it's Frank Darabont, the guy that did uh, the Green, not, no, not the Green Mile. Yeah, the, no, yeah. no. I think it was did the Green he? Mile, didn't he? Do the Green Mile. Yeah, he did the Green Mile. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Shawshank. Dead, right? He do Walking oh, yeah. Dead or something. Yeah. Have something to do Yeah, he started The Walking Dead and then he fucked off and then it just started going. He's hey, basically set the tone of the show. About the Walking Dead. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I bailed on it like season six. I'm still there. What do you mean? You're still watching it? I'm still watching it. It's and still Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I like and reading the comics. I like where Fear the Walking Dead was going. I like I where like, the comics went. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the comics yeah. were they good. They got real dark and some crazy shit happens. But then in the show, it's like, whoa, we can't kill a kid. Oh. <laughs> and then they do anyways. <laughs> That's because well, TV ruins yeah. it, right? You know, be like, mm-hmm. oh, we can't have anything dangerous on TV. Well, they killed Carl later, but. Yeah. Carl. Carl. I lost sh- interest in the, in a little bit in it. In the, in they the, killed yeah. him in the show. I think he's, he's still going in the comics. Everyone's I, I can't, off I now, can't right? spoil it. I won't say because, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess spoiler alerts. Eh? Yeah. Can't but say, I, I kind of dipped much. out when uh, it was like they kept bringing back the same kind of villain characters for like the next season. Like, mm. what was it? The guy with the bat there. Lucille. Oh, Negan? Yeah. It was that like was he, a good kid. Fu- he was good. Negan's a good. But they had guy. him and then they brought him back and then he's mm. back again. And it's like. Yeah. And also in the comic, that went a different route too. Yeah. Like when he was locked up and yeah. It just seemed very well, cyclic, the the show. Like, they they just couldn't do what they did in the comic. That was what they, was were, true, they yeah. were limited by. But the uh, the governor in the comic, that was a oh, really yeah. interesting character. Yeah. But in the show, he was... They it, softened him. Yeah, they really softened him. Mm-hmm. You know, the, sh- the comic book, he was a real ruthless f- fucking human being. But uh, in the show, they had... Because they, they couldn't do it on TV. There's no way people tolerate that. Unless it was on HBO, right? But it was on AMC. Oh, yeah. I think HBO yeah. had the option to buy that show too. Oh yeah, yeah, they passed on it. Oh, mm. I would have went a very different route. That's and for I sure. I think oh, actually yeah. that yeah. may have been the reason like, they picked up Game of Thrones. Actually, okay, is because they passed on Walking Dead, and Walking Dead was incredibly successful. And they're like, well, we got to be a little more ambitious with this. Yeah, well, they got a good one, so I guess until the end. Yeah, well, yeah, until they went off books. Off books, yeah. Because they got they they wanted that Star Wars money. That's apparently the the, the yeah. They kind of rushed the end because they're doing the next trilogy or yeah. something, right? Uh, Which fuck that that last one sucked ass. Game of Thrones or Star Wars for both? Uh, no, I you know what I they had to end Game of Thrones. Oh, the yeah. ending may not have been uh, appropriate, but at the same time they weren't like destroying lore and legacy. No, exactly. They were doing their own thing and it was being separate. So the route they went, I kind of felt artistically they were justified. If it was, it definitely felt, it definitely felt rushed. There's no doubt about that. Star Wars, on the other hand, that's a show, a movie, it's this genre that, or whatever it is, franchise I think has just been absolutely butchered. Well, as soon as Disney got it, right, then they, they disavow or they got rid of all the canon stuff, like all the old, uh, extended universe stuff. Not right? all of it, but well, pretty much all like the, all, all of it. All, well, they it's all legends. All the now, all, right? yeah, all the stuff that was fan created, which I kind of felt was like a fuck you to the to the to the fans, and then just how they like that Force Awakens. It was like, oh, okay, you know, this movie's you know, it's it's a bit rocky, but you know, hey, this is their first one. And then when that second one came out, it was like it took me three days to watch it. 
took I, I couldn't watch it in one sitting because I just got disgusted by it. And I was like, oh. you literally got sick from yeah, watching. Well, I didn't get like <laughs> physically sick, but it was just like you know, time disgusted. But you know what I think though, with any franchise that's like forty years old. I think no matter what they do with any sequel or whatever, no, it's going to be different. It's going to be hard to take. There's going to be people who like it, people who but, don't like it, right? Because because I think Star Trek is a, is a good example of where they kind of were kind of it weathered the years well, but then what they did to it recently was because they went off of the core content. But hasn't Star Trek had shows out continuously since? Like, yeah. hasn't there always been? And that's been what I'm a- saying. It's been Star Wars to a certain degree. It's always been kind of had like, uh, you know, a constant, ap- not as, as successful as over time as Star Trek has, but they've definitely had that presence of, over a same period amount of time. Even then, like what Disney did with Star Trek, the movies there, the J.J. Abrams movies, it just, it was all flash and no, no, no substance. And then it was the same thing with the, uh, the Star Wars movies. It was just all flash and no substance. I mean, they're like the last one. There's the second one because I didn't see the last one. Was the last Jedi was the last one? I have no idea. I, I don't know. We all, we I all haven't seen it. Thank God. That's not out yet. No, the, f- the ninth so. movie is yeah. not out. Okay, I don't think so. The eighth one was absolute dog shit. Yes. Not because of you know they did things differently because there was no logic in the story application of it. And that's the part where I kind of felt where it was just like, that's what... Or, or, or they developed like their own logic, essentially. Well, and like it just didn't make didn't, any sense. Exactly. And it just didn't make any sense. And it was it, like how things panned out. It was just pure, not fan service. It was just the appearance of fan service. It was for fans who weren't fans. Because they're probably trying to focus on the longer game here. Oh, we'll get the kids type thing like fucking McDonald's. Hook that's them probably it, eh? Like getting the next generation, not not pander to the 50, 60 the year log, old crowd. But the logic of the fucking, the, the first ones hold, held up then, it holds up, holds up now. These ones won't have that same longevity to them. I can guarantee that. They're just way too nonsensical and how the conclusions are made. Just like that when that ship drove in another one, it's just like, why didn't you do that in the beginning? Yeah, there was a whole fucking chase scene, the whole fucking movie. And you, you needlessly, you could have been like, all right, you guys jump out. And I'm going to hit the go button. Boom. No, I'm going to dick around for a bit and watch people die in the distance. while I do my ultimate. I save my ultimate plan for later. It just made no sense at all. It's just like you, you could have done that at the beginning of the movie. And then this would have been an interesting movie. If that's what they started with. Did J.J. Abrams do Star Trek and Star Wars or? Yep. And I feel right. Star Trek got thrown under the bus because that was his resume to see if he could do Star Wars. Star Wars... Is that right? Yeah, oh yeah. Because when you look... If you look at Star Trek from like a Star Wars perspective, it's a great Star Wars movie. You know, it's got Flash. It's got Space Adventure. It, Star Trek's always been a more technical show. and the, yeah, political and... Yeah. yeah, political. Yeah, certainly. You know, it's, it's had way more... Uh, yeah, diplomacy and, you know way more practical aspect to it versus Star Wars was more of, it was a, it was a Western in space. If that's what it always was. And then, no, then, then they, they tried to turn Star Trek or Star Wars into Star Trek now with that because they're trying to put like political messages in the, in the show. It's like, no, you don't get what this is about. That's what Star Trek was about. 
Star Trek was about showing you a, a political, social, economic narrative, and they try to break it down from their from their superior intellect. And you know, they try they'll go back in time. Oh man, look at all these poor people. Oh, they just didn't understand how to do things back then. Okay, well we can't fuck with it because the Prime Directive, right? Versus that's what they're doing in Star Wars. It's just. What is that nonsense? Some asshole can't find their car. I was derailing my Star Trek rant here. Anywho, yeah, I kind of they, they kind of swapped the two franchises and to, to and they've destroyed them both. They're just just I just watched the the Red Letter Media review of uh, of uh, tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it's coming in on, on the audio, so we might be okay. Anywho, going full circle here. Yeah, back to Tom DeLonge. Did I say Tom DeLonge? Uh, that's yeah. what it sounded like. Yeah. So now what if... Yeah, like full circle to aliens, right? Yeah, yeah, it came right back. That's so, what I was thinking. So what if now... Uh, you mentioned Prime Directive, right? What if something like that existed for us? Like what if there was a benevolent ETs out there floating around saying, oh, we can't mess with these guys? Well, because based on uh, Star Trek, they've failed that. Because, I mean, you know, because if anything, they, you've seen them, allegedly. Yeah. And that would be Star Trek. And that's where I kind of feel they're not aliens because aliens, I don't feel, would have a technology where, unless it's like, yeah, like we're watching, uh, I don't know, it's fucked up. It's all hypothetical nonsense. You could, you could, you could just hypothetically think of anything at that point. Like if, if they're advanced enough to come here and then accidentally, you know, show themselves to us. Yeah, I don't, I just don't feel they're, they're driving in like fucking 1957 yeah, Chevy equivalent, exactly. uh, you know, uh, spaceships where they're just rusted out or falling apart or anything like that. Or they're dealing with a political system where if you're at that point, we're not going to have someone who's going to be in a, a, a turmoil point. You know what I mean? Like having like people are going to conflict that. No, if you're going to be on the ship in space over here, you're going to have people who are all right, we're not going to get revealed. That's that's the the main objective. Now, if say a UFO popped up in front of you and said, "You want to go for a ride?" Would you go? Yes, yes. absolutely. Did you go, Cal? Like if you offered me well, candy like, first, well, you got no, to ask. Are you going to probe my butt? Are you going to probe me first? Like you got to find that out up front. Yeah. No, what then if they offer you candy first? Well, then you got to get ready. You just got to candy, then a probing. Is that acceptable? Yeah, candy <laughs> first. But if they said no, would you be disappointed? I or? might be a little bit disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want to find out from the me? Hell then? With like, this. So an alien shows up in his white spaceship, mm. pulls up beside you, says. Hey, little boy, I got some candy for you. Want to go for a ride? But then, but, but then you know you're going to get probed at that point. Yeah, it would have to look more convincing. It's a willing, it's a willing probing at that point? If he had a little sound box that went, then I'd be like, yeah, buddy. Sandbox? Soundbox. Oh, I thought it was sandbox. A it was sandbox? A sand- hey, it's an alien spacecraft. Hey, this is what they you got, have right? anything in exactly. there. Exactly. I don't know. Honestly, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably yeah. say no. Would you scream I- and run? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I guess it de- like heat uh, of the I'd moment. i tell my story for like, 30, 40 years. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, just milk it out. Yeah. You'll be on Joe Rogan in yeah. 40 years. I have, a, I have like several books. There's Kyle just sitting there with his jacuzzi and his fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's full head of hair. You guys heard of that? <laughs> Science, man. Yeah. You guys heard of the 1967 Falcon Lake uh, sighting? Uh, maybe. I think I've heard I, something about that. Yeah. That's a pretty interesting one. Broad daylight. The guy is all enlighten you. Yeah, please do. <laughs> the guy's uh, he's out there. He's prospecting for gold, and he's actually marking off his like acre or whatever. Like, however you do that, right? You set up like kind of like a four points, right? And this is anything in this zone's mine, right? And he was setting up for that. It was like eleven or twelve o'clock in the morning, and uh, broad daylight. And he said he just uh, looked up in the sky just above him, right, right with an eye shot. There was like two silver discs spinning, 
And he was just looking at them. He's like, what the hell? And he, he didn't think UFO right away. Like he was thinking, oh, this is just some kind of military thing. And all of a sudden one landed not far away from him. So he went over to it. He's looking at it. He said, how, he, what do you mean he went over to it? Like he walked up to it. Like how it, far is up to it? Like, like within touching a distance. Like, Cause that's where he was getting. That's like, what he claimed. He was within touching distance of this thing. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was floating like off the ground. He said he looked down. It was like, it wasn't on the ground at all. Uh, there was no rivets, no, uh, no screws. It was like a seamless piece of metal the entire way around. And he was looking around and then he started to see like inscriptions being formed. He said like, it was like little hieroglyphs type thing. And then he went out and touched it. And it, he said he described it as like some kind of exhaust, like shot at him and he kind of fell backwards and his shirt ignited on fire. Damn. And it's like a squid, but way more deadly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like, like this guy's fucking blocking. wasted he's just not trying to explain how his shirt burst into flames well, when the rcp showed up well okay this is how it went down right he had four uh circular there was a four by four grid pattern on his chest that blew up it was w- like was he oh, cooking shit. as well <laughs> <laughs> fell onto his fucking grill perhaps right but he, grill had, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he had an intense amount of radiation when they brought him in but okay. his shirt ignited in flames and he was really disoriented so he started walking to the highway one and uh, there's a police report on this. RCMP, they seen him. He was walking down the highway. So they knew he was irradiated at that point? No, no. Uh, RCMP picked him up because it was just... They, he, the RCMP described it as he looked drunk. So they put him in the back and they took him to the hospital. So he looked... All right. So they and describe it themselves. He looked drunk. Because he was really disoriented, right? All right. So well, uh, I'm usually disoriented when I'm really drunk too, so... <laughs> well, what prospecting for gold, right? Yeah. But so they took him to the hospital and they, they had a Geiger counter and all that. And he had heavy, heavy radiation on his chest. And his shirt, he still had the shirt. It was burnt to flames. And then the funny thing about all this is, is not just the Canadian military that showed up to that site after he reported it. The U.S. military came as well. So there was a joint U.S. and Canadian military presence where he described it happening. He took them out there after he got out of the hospital. And he said there was an intense amount and it's all documented. So, I mean, like, I mean it's, it's just an example. I, right? I, I get that. But like there's a lot of red flags in there that to me that 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 meet the era with the the nature of uh, aerospace technology, then a lot of shit was silver. Uh, he's prospecting, so and a lot of prospecting is done with helicopters. So a silver helicopter in his vicinity is, I think, totally logical. Uh, I do think he was drunk uh, because you're out well, there. I'm by leaving details out. It is something you'd have to look into. I, I know, I know, I get that much, right? But you know, at the same time, again, holding a story that complex for that long is a bit of a bit of a stretch for me as well. And especially with the radiation part, is because the nature of uh, of like you know, radiation wasn't necessarily a, a too commonly educated thing about that point. They probably did have a, a a thing. Did they know how to use it? Did they know how to read it? Those are two different things as well. And you know, burn marks, you know, losing his shirt type thing. I probably just got drunk, fell on a stove and then seen the helicopter fly by and got took to a hospital where they didn't know how to use the radio thing or the, the, ra- the, the radiation thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, this, this guy's like, this is going to be a great fucking story. My wife's not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more to it. I left out. Like even the guy didn't want to tell his family or kids exactly what happened for a well, long who time. Who wants right? to admit you got drunk, fell onto a stove <laughs> and burned your chest? And then you get picked up by the RCMP and you're like, well, no, man, it was aliens. No, even he didn't think it was aliens. Like he just described what he's seen. Right. And that's that was that was the interesting part about it. Mm-hmm. Just the, even the fact that the U.S. military showed up for it, too. It was very interesting. I am amused by Curtis's <laughs> interpretation of the story, though, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I am, too. I mean, the, the, like, again, with the U.S. military showing up, where was this in Ontario? No, this was in the Falcon Lake. Yeah, Manitoba. All right, so this is all right. So this is Manitoba. I mean, 
Cold Even War the, era type uh, area too. I mean, the United States, there's a lot of people in the military. They'll send people out anywhere just for the sake of fucking, all right, well, send this idiot. I'm not saying that, that that's invalidating towards, but I think the, the, the just because that was there doesn't necessarily lead uh, like credence to the, the idea it was aliens. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just t- sharing the story, right? Oh, yeah. And it's cool. In 2017, the Canadian Mint actually printed a coin. It was shaped in an oval. And at the top of the coin is a UFO. And it's kind of like beaming a light onto a guy, like reaching up to it. Was it green? And it's glow in the dark. Oh, right on. Glow in the dark coin. Yeah, I like That's those coins when they put those out. It's like they put an homage right to that Falcon Lake incident. That was a for the Falcon Lake before incident. The Fal- yeah, it was oh, a 50 right. year anniversary of that. See, I, I, like the, I like them as stories. I mean, I like it. It's a great fucking story. And it's a great thing because it's a little bit of, you know, UFO history within, like, you know, our reach, right? But I, I, I can't stand it when it becomes like a, 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 a religious type situation where it's like, oh, no, this was a fact. It's like, no, come on. Now, let's benefit of a doubt. This could be the guy just making this all up. Yeah, I mean, you could look at that objectively or subjectively, right? You can yeah. put your own personal view on it however you want. But it's pretty cool. Like, to me, I've always found that kind of stuff interesting. I did a horseback ride out there. You can actually go. There's a ranch there. And they'll take you out to the site where he says the sighting happened. Have you seen the movie Fire in the Sky? Yeah. That's a great fucking movie. Great movie. Yeah. That like that story of that movie. That's that's a like because that's based on a true story. Yeah. And that like that's that's pretty scary as well. Because like, you know, there's certainly unexplained phenomena that can happen. Right. And what people's conclusions jump to. That's a different thing for trying to explain something you don't have a comprehension for. You want to know an interesting thing, what Steven Spielberg said after he created uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Uh, he had a special viewing for, it was the president. I forget which one. I can't remember the name of the president at the time. But they sat there and the president sat next, next to Spielberg. And at the end of the movie, the president leaned over to Spielberg and says, uh, you wouldn't believe it how, how accurate this actually is. <laughs> and Spielberg said to himself, that's the moment I believed in uh, life out on other planets. Yeah, you could have just been fucking with them, though, you know, too. Just been like, oh, hey, guys, been, it could have been a presidential Spielberg. joke. <laughs> it could have been, right? Hey, he wouldn't believe how close you were. Because, like, what, what, what more of an ultimate, you know, uh, the, what's the misinformation story is, you know, we got even Spielberg to believe. You know, it's I mean, it's a president. Reading. The president's joke around too, right? Like, like Trump. Yeah, right? they're like, humans. Yeah, he likes the joke. Some of them more or less than others, but you know, they they you got to figure they have uh, a general sense of you know who knows. I never met a president could just be really talking on my ass here. Well, I am talking on my ass here, but <laughs> well, speaking of talking about the ass, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say segue, but I I I, I got that. Yeah. yeah. Was that it? That's the. I guess we should do some visual cues, eh, for certain things, eh? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Like All right, sorry. Sign language. So talking about your ass. What's the segue for? I don't know. Oh, speaking of the sign language thing, here's a segue. Did you guys see that uh, there was a woman in the states who got into the courthouse, right? Yep. And she's standing up to signing go. there, fake sign language. <laughs> it happened again. Yeah. It, <laughs> it happened ha- again. It's happened quite a oh, few times. Oh, it's happened a few yeah. times. Yeah. Oh, just, man. Like, do these people not have to take a test? Apparently not. Or apparently nobody knows what sign language is. And they just are like, yep, you can do it. Because I know there's like different dialects, but it's largely all the same from what yeah. I know. Yeah. General, like a- ASL, American Sign Language is pretty, it's a standard. It's, yeah. So. That's uh, worldwide. Like, like I know it's, I know it's as American, AS, right? But yeah, I would think it's probably North America, primarily. But I would think that you know the uh, like I some some of the French, French signs language. they have for uh, certain races. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, really? They're kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Like if you, for, for Jews, it's like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how they identify certain cultures. Yep. yep. Wow. Uh, so for like Asian people, it's like that. You know, it's quite uh, visual in that regard. You I know, guess that's that's where that's where uh, you know, racism is. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sign, sign language, language deaf people. people yeah. That's where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> when I took the motorcycle uh, training course, there was a woman there who was a deaf, and she had uh, two sign languages who were, like doing people doing ASL, okay, like yeah. swapping she out two. There was two of them there. Huh. Yeah, because they would take turns. Like uh, one guy would do it for half an you hour. Got or whatever. tired? Oh man! I think so. I was talking <laughs> to them, and they actually said that's why there's two of them because it's quite active, right? You you got to keep up with everything the instructor's saying all the time. So did you ask them which hand they jerk off with, or were they? Were I was the getting there, but I didn't get the opportunity yet. <laughs> be like, right, I would so think they're are, ambidextrous. Are you, are you good at both yeah, hands? Yeah, there? So. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a, they were running around a lot too, right? Because she's on the bike. Mm, yeah. So at some so they're running next to her. Yeah, actually, at some point, yeah, like, and guiding her through certain cones and whatever. One guy would be on one end, the other guy would be on the other. A whole team of people around her just trying to fucking communicate. Yeah. You know, 13 people die today trying to teach a deaf woman how to ride a bike. It's pretty impressive, too, because a lot of, like, riding the bike is, like, listening to when you got to shift gears. Mm. So, I guess for her, maybe you're feeling feeling the bike. Wow. You know, it's kind of like, it's a total, like, right? You're using. Yeah, that's true. One sense is gone. Yeah. Because not a lot of bikes, too, have an RPM gauge where you can actually see the RPMs and decide when okay. you need it. It's all by sound. Fuck. So for her, it was like... When you I was drive impressive. a manual car, you can you get to that point where you're just... You can shift by sound. You don't have to... Yeah. You, you don't look at your revs, right? Nope. So, or it's just... You're just... Yeah. yeah, it's just... You're just motions. Mm-hmm. You know, I know where the sound is. I know I'm at... You yeah, know, or you get to, you get used five. to the vehicle, right? Like, yeah. it's over time. You're going to know your own car, right? Whatever happened to your standard there? Uh, I actually drove it the other day. It went up for sale again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yours or went what? The, it was it actually yours? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Whole that thing's been through a life. I can tell you that <laughs> right now. It's uh, it's uh, definitely had a you know been through a few owners. Roof still fucked up. Seats still fucked up. Suspension still fucked up. Hmm. Uh, it ran fine though. Uh, yeah, just took it for a spin. You know, just and that was it. Dropped it off. So many owners, but uh, no loving ones. No. Well, any person that, you know, it's like, or there's like a meme for BMWs where it shows like, uh, uh, like a, a beautiful woman, like standard blonde on, on, on the picture. It's just like, you know, you're not the first, but you don't care. <laughs> and that's, that's like the, that was a, <laughs> that was an ad for a BMW at one point for their used cars. So it's, you know, there was definitely things people put onto it, like new steering wheel, new sills, but there was no functional components that mm-hmm. were improved. It was all just cosmetic stuff. Yeah. It was like, nah, you know, no real. That ain't good. No real previous owners. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because that car, you know, it could be put back on the road. It, it's got a life left of it, you know. But uh, for what it was, a Winnipeg car convertible. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it handled the wintertime great. Just convertible's not a practical car one bit. <laughs> well, you didn't have any luck with the rag top either, right? Hey, yeah. no, but no, it only cost me a few hundred bucks every time to replace it, man. That's, you gotta, that's, you gotta love MPI about that. You know, it was the smartest thing I did was get a low deductible for that car. It's not even about the deductible. It's about the hassle. The hassle. Thing. Having to go every time. It's like, now I gotta go to MPI. Now I gotta make a claim. Now I gotta get this. Fixed. Actually, no. I had my yeah. own uh, card. They just, I got a personal version. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. It's like, oh, Curtis. Yeah, you know, just you know, they like you know, they had a pretty good bar selection too. I just show up, and have a drink, <laughs> and I'd drive off in the the uh, rental car after the few drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You get you get on a personal level in MPI. Yeah. You know, they're a lot. Yeah. They're they're a lot. You know, the whole drive sober thing. They're like, ah, you can have like six or seven. Yeah. And good. So I got a funny story about a rental car. You might remember this one. I uh, so my brother bored my car. He was a Canadian Tire, right? Someone backed into it, hit it, right? He said he was walking around Canadian Tire, heard my license plate over the intercom. Uh, if this is your license plate, he's like, uh, oh shit, that's Chris's car. Runs out, someone hit it, right? So, anyways, I'd have to pay the deductible, but it went to the shop. I got a I got a uh, rental vehicle, so I pick it up. At, or I, I shouldn't say the company. I'll, I just picked up a rental vehicle. I'm driving on the highway with it. I'm smelling weed. Mm-mm. I'm like, I know that smell. That's familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking around. I'm looking at every compartment. I'm like, there's got to be weed in here. Like, it's not me, right? It's been hours. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, I pop the one compartment right at the top. There's a one hitter in there. Oh shit! I'm like, man, no way! Like this car comes with one hitters. Still warm. It's fact yeah. factory model, yeah. And it was packed, so I ended up giving <laughs> it to your dad, right? Remember this was years ago. Yeah, I remember, I remember this story. Like green one. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, a week goes by. I bring the car back. I drop it off, and uh, I I deal with this one guy, and this other guy in the back sees the car, jumps up, Ooh, runs yeah. out past me. Goes outside, jumps in the car, opens that first compartment. Right, I'm like, oh, there's the guy. Right, yeah. And you he, just look at me like, oh no, he came. You get this? He comes back in, doesn't look at me. Goes to the guy I'm talking with. He's like, yeah, there's a big scratch on the front bumper, man. You oh. got to come check this out right now. There's a lot of damage yeah. out there. And I'm like, no, there's not. And we go out front, and uh, the guy comes out with me. He's like, no, I remember giving him this car, and that big scratch was there when he got it. It's even right here on the paperwork. The guy didn't say a word, just walked away. <laughs> Man, like I wouldn't even give him a fuck either. I would have been like, you know, I got the insurance. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, this is beyond that. You yeah. just go through the MPI, you spend the the seven dollars insurance. That's it. You're completely covered. Yeah. And. I mean, I, I destroyed a bumper on a rental car before, and they were like, "Oh man, so I was like, well, it's not my problem now. <laughs> you know, see you later." Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, oh, it's worth it, right? Didn't charge me anything. I mean, because they couldn't, because I had my insurance from through MPI. Like. But hey, you know, the guy should have grabbed it on his way out, right? Oh, yeah. His loss. Yeah. Yeah, Find his keepers, man. man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He fucked up. It's funny, though. Yeah. You've seen that go down. Yeah. Yeah. He jumped up. He was in an office. He jumped up immediately. Boom. Flying. That's a little obvious. Roadrunner. Yeah. (laughs) That's not like he looked around. He looked in that one compartment first. And it's gone. And it's gone. (laughs) You should have just looked at him smiling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks. Just done this. <laughs> just rub it in it. So that's easily probably what, like one hundred forty bucks, ten maybe a gram of weed in there. Unless you're John, it's like five. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I remember that. So it's like maybe fifty dollars that that guy just lost. Yeah, yeah. That, that sucks. And I remember, yeah, I gave it to your dad because someone just broke in his vehicle and stole his. Yeah, I think that was right. Oh, yeah. the universe provides. Yeah, it was Ooh. like, oh, here you go. When you know, comes right back. So it's, like, it's like it's you know it's like a spiritual boomerang. So maybe that guy, <laughs> maybe that guy got one too the next day. I don't know, right? Uh, maybe he was an asshole though. Maybe he stole that one. Maybe that was karma, karma. Maybe, maybe that was the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breaking into cars and he was like, "Oh, I found one hitter." Then just goes right back. Yeah. Circle of life. Circle of dope. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, why don't you tell us about this new venture you've uh, started with your buddy from work there? Oh, uh, <laughs> screaming in the sky. What's that all about? Uh, just uh, kind of got, he got all horned up because uh, I kept talking about podcasting and us talking all the time and getting this going. And uh, 
he's like, oh, you know what? Now this looks like it's not that much of a daunting task. Because when you don't know anybody that's doing this, yeah. it seems like it's a lot to get into recording, get the equipment, get the software going, get the hardware going, get like everything set up. And it's um, so after he saw that and it's just like, oh, OK, it's just a few few components. And it's I mean, you still have to put a few few hundred bucks into it to get it going. He's like, you know what? Maybe we should give it a go. And he's just been on a like, like a lot of these uh, meme trains, like looking at all these memes, keeping up with some of this stuff, following some of these uh, channels that just do like watch sh- sh- like stupid videos, like silly shit and then just fail videos yeah that could definitely be part of it it has to be uh i don't know it has to be good enough like there there's a a certain threshold which i don't know what that threshold is yet but it has to make me laugh or at least like be something like whoa how do you know if it's going to make you laugh until you watch the entire thing well i don't know like he he curated the videos so far that i've watched and some the it's pretty good so, so far. Yeah, all right. So that's the thing is he he's going through that. Well, I also that, I am too. Like if fire I fire and flames. Yeah, yeah. Like if I pick a video, if I find something that's funny, I'll just send it to like we have just right now have like a see that's email type of thing. You're removing the organic aspect of it. You know, getting, well, it's organic going, for me. Getting like, through the duds and then you get a, get a crumb across the. I uh, guess so, but like it, for him, yeah, maybe. But if it's like it's organic for me because like if he finds something, I don't watch it ahead of time. I'll watch it there on the spot. And then he'll be kind of like, he kind of knows what's going on. <laughs> he'll be for your waiting for my reaction or something, which it's something that we're going to have to get used to. Cause right now it's just starting off as like silly videos and crazy shit that happens. And wait, so this is like, you guys are doing like a reaction kind of, uh, sort of yeah. Thing? And oh, then like yeah. going over some articles and stuff. Like one was like this fucking guy, like jerked off into cosmetics vats, like 500 plus times throughout the years. I and think I worked with him. <laughs> I don't think he worked here, but uh, yeah, that, that there's apparently like up to three million products that were contaminated with the semen, and it's just like oh, that's fucking crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy articles like that, and it's just like that one. That's where we really hit our stride when we got to those articles because I was like, "What the fuck?" See, like you think when Genghis that when, when that when that was brought up to that guy and just be like, "Listen, we know what you've been doing." You think he was like shocked, or he had like a big fucking grin on his face because he's like, <laughs> "It was recorded too. They had it on camera." What that he was jerking off into, oh, yeah. into the the, the vats? I don't I don't know about all of them, but oh. but yeah, that's so that's kind of what uh, I don't know. It's just starting off something like that. We're gonna do some videos. How some long articles. it took him to get to their point? Maybe he was like like a, like it took him <laughs> decades to get to that job. He's like you know when I'm he's, he's like, like fourteen years old. I'm gonna jerk off into a bunch of fucking medical vats here at one point, maybe or cosmetic vats, and then just found the job. Worked his worked his way hard, worked his way up, took his shit, hard. <laughs> fulfilled his destiny. Yeah. Now he's dishing it out. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in a dish, so yeah. Cummed in a dish. <laughs> That's the aim of your guys's uh, uh, new venture, there. Like sort of so far, yeah. It seems like we're going in that kind of direction, and also doing some uh, let's plays, like play, playing some games. Like we're right now starting out with uh, Divinity: Original Sin Two. Uh, just a, a thorough, in-depth, uh, story-driven RPG with uh, a lot of content and a lot of like uh, things to do in there so we can do voices for the characters if we want to and just play the game and kind of just, I, I don't know, like I've, I haven't really played around with this before either. So that's it's just another, now that I'm a lot more comfortable, like honestly, the first episode that we did with this, like initially Jesse was like, so what are you nervous about? And I'm like, mm, nothing. I'm totally cool. This is great. And then as soon as the episode, it's like record. Now it's serious. I was just like, Ugh. and I just felt like all those butterflies. And I'm just like, mm, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I really got to think about what I want to say. And then I just kind of didn't I say just, anything. No, you just don't care. Just got to go off yeah. the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it kind of just, uh, 
honestly, like, it's not that I was, uh, I guess, worried about what I was going to say for the first one, but it just felt, it feels much more comfortable now because I just kind of look at it as like, I'm talking with you guys, I'm holding the conversation, we're shooting the shit. Yeah, maybe people are listening, which is pretty fucking awesome because, no. I mean, no. I don't like followers. One okay, bit. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so we, that's, know. That's we know. Cult, that's all cult Yeah, we start. know because that's how you fucking just immediately shat on it with that big old turd. <laughs> <laughs> fucking one star review over here. Who was that? That wasn't I don't know. Me. Guys guy. claiming it was me. No, no, no proof of this whatsoever. Doppelganger that looks like you, talks like you, lives in Winnipeg. Right? Could, could have been one of your binges. I don't know. May, yeah. I may have a twit out there. <laughs> but then like even moving to the video stuff, it's like at first too, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want my face recorded and like to be out there. But it's like after after the audio and then getting past the first video and now it's like live on YouTube. Uh, screaming in the sky podcast for those those out there. He's plugging uh, himself. Yeah, Look at this plugging guy. Myself. Of what course, a professional. Man. Hey, of course. I'll uh, also plug my my business, Marginette Metalworks, while I'm at it. But uh, the yet the other thing, the podcast and the let's plays and stuff, it's just something else. Something else to give a give it a go. Like it's uh, like I said, now that I, we've done this a few times, I'm a bit more comfortable with it, and I don't don't mind uh, doing some of these things, pursuing some of them because it's uh, it's kind of interesting and even just Definitely. learning it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. learning. It's very interesting because like I know you've taken on a lot uh, with the audio equipment and, and getting that together and the software. And I kind of like I picked up a USB interface at home for a single channel and a mic, and I'm I'm learning that stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. But then as soon as I got the four channel interface and all the stuff, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and then I mean, it took me like. Probably, yeah, not long. Uh, probably a good hour and a half, two hours to be like, because I've already had the soft, like I have a lot of computer experience, so it's it kind of came naturally, but then it kind of trickled in and it's like, okay, now I have the software, now I have this, now I'm recording, now I have video, now I have audio, now I have the desktop, now I have everything together. And the first one, like honestly, the first one that we recorded was really shitty because I used silly transitions and like, well, not silly transitions, but I was trying to use certain key combinations that were fucking up with other stuff and it was a hassle. But then, so we re-recorded it, did a new one, and then it just came out much better because that uh, open broadcasting software software is pretty powerful for what it can do and i mean i'll have to look into when you can start separating out like four channels and stuff like that but it seems like you can do a lot of stuff nowadays it's just it's so ridiculously easy to do a lot of this stuff pending the barrier for entry is yeah the barrier entry is much lower because previously you need to know an audio engineer you need to know somebody that has all this equipment let alone like a computer system video cameras audio like all that stuff it's it used to be a whole production. Now it's like you have a computer, you have a few boxes, you have a microphone, you can do some shit. Yeah. So it's even then you can just have a headset, and yeah, a video absolutely. camera, like and you can and do even it on then your that, phone that too. quality isn't even that bad either. Yeah, that's the that's 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 the scary part is the, is the nature of just having a good phone and a good surroundings. You can have yeah, still absolutely. Pretty solid recording, you know. Yeah, a lot of that's what a lot of people do is just use yeah. their phone. Like. Mm-hmm. like Bill Burr, his podcast is ninety percent of him wandering around talking to a phone, and you know you can tell at times, but other times it's 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 hard to tell because it's where he is coupled with the phone he's got. It's so well received within the technology. Mm-hmm. That's just the phone with the camera lenses on the phone. Phones are stupidly yep. powerful for what they are. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the barrier for entry is so low now, but it's just a matter of taking that initial, like after it was mainly you that were, uh, getting this going. And then that's kind of, that would, that's what also made me feel that it was less of a daunting task when, uh, oh, thanks. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's generally how it works, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, once you see someone else do it, it's like, okay, yeah. well, being the yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, one, yeah, like but I said. No, I meant, like, oh, if Kyle can do it, you know. No. Do <laughs> <laughs> no that was purely anyways, the motivation. Kyle did it? No. No <laughs> way, man. I can do that shit, then. No, but it's just, it's, it was comforting seeing that. It was like, okay, you know what? The, it wasn't that much of a hurdle like getting it posted getting it it edited doing that stuff like it's certainly you have to know a few things you have to know how to work your way around a computer system around file systems around stuff like that but it's like it's all stuff that you can pick up and learn along the way and and there's so many like tutorials and stuff all over the place all over youtube yeah anywhere like you can find out how yeah the amount of things i've learned off there is ridiculous yep it's it's way it's a better educational tool than our educational systems that mm-hmm. we pay our yeah. taxes into. And I was speaking with uh, I won't say his name, but one of the guys at work, and he's just like, I don't understand how people only watch YouTube now. And I'm like, <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah, like, like what a stupid thing to yeah, say. Like, there's so much on is there. Like, he's just not on YouTube though. Uh, I What's think, his age? Uh, probably. 40s or something like that he's just out of that bubble so, yeah i think he's just past just that it, yeah because yeah. like he's a smart guy and he gets a lot of good information from the things that he does look into but it's just i i don't know myself i guess being the a slightly younger generation i don't see how he doesn't see the value in something like youtube mm-hmm. because it's such a, a vast platform there's so much content out there there's so many content providers there's so much learning that can be done on there i mean maybe it's not the best in terms of hands-on but it's like it's always stuff you can a lot of it's stuff you can recreate stuff you can apply yourself well you can hit pause and restart yeah, yeah. absolutely that is the biggest oh, aspect man. of it Fucking VHS or back and in the day. quickly you can find five different different people's different uh yeah, approaches to, this, on, to the same goal yeah within five minutes but it might be the same jump, you know, how like you were talking about jumping into podcasting mm. and for him maybe being the older generation like maybe youtube is such a like a big leap for him. Hmm. Like maybe he's in, in his mind, he's used to being on forums. I don't or know about that. I mean, that just seems so strange though, because it's just, it's the accessibility with it. Cause does he have a smartphone? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Su- super Absolutely. intuitive. Like, it's yeah, like, I don't think it's, but it's not, but it's not even intuitive, but it's not even like, it's not even difficult. I'd say the barrier of entry isn't even that high versus if like, say if you had like one of our, you know, grandparents or great-grandparents try to comprehend uh going from the, the film projector to something else or even trying to operate a film projector i know thing. people in their early 50s who uh have a d- difficult time navigating an iphone how, oh, do, yeah, how yeah. do i get on oh, yeah. the, well, the, the youtube yeah there's a lot you know? i think a lot of that isn't it's too difficult i think a lot of that is just the unwillingness to learn yeah that, that's, that's, that's exactly that's part there, of there it may, there, no, may be, there may be there may be medical issues to. there too like with well, eyesight guess, and stuff or, a or, lot or of dexterity no but i i find even with that older mentality is that a lot of people they're just not willing to give something new a try mm-hmm. like this Fair is a, this has always worked with me this is how it's always yes. been because like i've been in i was in information technology for 10 plus years i de- dealt with technical support i dealt with young people old people all in between ages and Every single person that came to me with a problem, it was usually because they did not go to Google and type in their what their problem was. Well, essentially, like, that's what you can do. Yeah, with any like kind of not any IT, but most no, not of, any issue, but a lot of them. It's just yeah. like, but now the those, those searches to, are going to ask you. All right now, select from this gradient your level of privilege, and it'll have like a color <laughs> yeah. bar on there, and then it'll, then it'll tell you which answers you're supposed to get and which ones you're not supposed to know because someone else 
of a lower privilege to be doing that or knowing that. Well, see, I remember like my dad was saying uh, when he was our age, like you would go to say you needed to fix something on your car. You'd go to Canadian Tire and they'd have a catalog on an 87 whatever, right? And you picked up that catalog and you read through it. Oh, this is how you do this. Or you buy how it. You do that. You buy that. Yeah. yeah. You buy a magazine, right? But now like we're in that age where boom, you just go to YouTube. How do I install plumbing? How do I fix a faucet? How but do I, I install drywall? In that regard though, because even like, because when I having the manual for when I work on a car is still a, a component I would use. Every vehicle I've ever owned, I've always bought the manual for. Yeah. Because having that physical from production aspect of the car gives you an idea of how things to do. And I'd also use the forms as a component. I'd use YouTube as a component. Anytime looking up for anything on a vehicle, you I would use all three of those. Aspects. Yeah, the owner's manual, definitely. Like always go to that, especially find a like, fuse no, for like something. The, the service or, manual I'm talking about, not the owner's manual. Like the owner's manual is just like what comes with the car. But I'm talking like like the, the actual like Honda after service production. Or whatever, yeah. This oh, is yeah. how you fix your car back to front. Oh yeah. Type yeah. thing. I've never purchased one of those myself. Yeah, they're usually like a hundred to two hundred bucks. They're not cheap, but I kind of feel that is if that should be an option for when you buy a car new. Do you have the service manual? And that, yeah, charge me an extra hundred bucks for that. But like Ford should provide the service manual to a car. But, but, the thing but is, if they did that, then they people won't be bringing their cars in as much for repairs. But the thing is too is the, the comparing repairing a car from your your dad's you know. Oh, to now age from us, yeah, it's, it's very age. different. All the electronics. So nowadays, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's that's why like, uh, you're the, called a technician and not really a mechanic. Well, and yeah, and that is too. Like you know, the the consistency of parts is just so much different now, depending on vehicles. Everything's are so like tightly designed. Like efficiency has destroyed the ability to work on cars. Making cars more efficient has killed the mm. hobby or at home mechanics. Well, now, now you need like specialized tools for a lot of things. You need right? a lot of specialized yeah. tools, lifts and shit. Yeah. Too. I mean, because like a tool to do just one thing on your car, yeah. you need a specific tool for that. Well, and, and yeah, that and the thing is too, you'll need specific uh, uh, techniques to get at a, a component, or you'll just fuck up your hand. And you know, some people are willing to endure that. But uh, yeah, sometimes you, you have to it. take off like the front of your car to get at you know an, an injector. Oh yeah, because they just have everything so fucking crammed, efficiently, as space efficient as possible. I had to do that with my golf. I had to take off the whole front end of the car to get the, to get the injectors out. Like the guy told me that he's like that one to get that or that line out. You have to take off the whole front of the car. I thought he was joking or just trying to upsell me on. <laughs> nope. That's, I respected that those guys too, because that was the second time they told me that and they were like, you could replace you. This one part will fix your problem, but you got to do all of this. And then they told it to you straight. And then I would do all that. And I would fix the six hundred dollar job for six bucks because I did all the work myself. Or uh, when I did the injectors there, like the I, I come, I I pulled out the injector, bring it to them, and then they, they were they said to me, "Just like wait, you got that out now?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "That was way too quick. You should work here." <laughs> <laughs> like that was like a joke though, but like, well, there's your go. They, there you go. You said you were looking for a job. They were. They were. They were. Uh, quoting me, you know, it was a full day's work of job, and I did it in like, like, took me like two hours probably to get that front of the car off, maybe less than that. But I had some of the tools, right? And I had the book with me, so I had that resource to get that job to that point. I did those injectors myself, but it was all a waste of time because I got written off because some shitty Saskatchewan driver. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way she goes. Yeah, that, that hurt. That was a nice car. I like that car. 
Jolf worked well. Very, very, very practical. Loud, sounded nice, drove great. Yeah, what a shame. It's always nice having the satisfaction of fixing it yourself too, right? Well, I mean, it, com- it, com- it, it, it comes with the, the the burden of, you know, like, did I do that right? You don't have anyone <laughs> to fall back on if That's like, true, something yeah. fucks up. Sometimes you're wondering, like, oh, my God, like, is this going to work after all this? Because when I was replacing the one injector, I broke another. So, but they, was, they were old parts. So that was, that, that's bound to happen when you work on a car. Old components, you take off, things fall apart and break. And you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, a $200 job will cost you $800. That's almost happened to me a few times. But then you just kind of figure out other little methods to it's going to YouTube. Hey, I, I fucked up doing this and you figured it out that way. I had to buy I, I, cause I, I did that with my BMW. I, I like the whole intake area was, I, I almost, I stripped a thing. Uh, I started to strip bolt, uh, like in a recessed thing in order to replace that. You have to replace the whole thing and it was 800 bucks. And then I just went and bought a tap kit from Canadian tire when it was on sale and just rethreaded it and just no actually no I couldn't because I didn't I even then uh I think I already had the tap set but I didn't have a tap that worked but what I did was I just bought a bolt and then filed off the bolt in a certain direction and made my own tap and I seen that technique online and that was uh what I used to fix that and it worked great after that fine no problem yeah and that was that was the power of going to YouTube, right? That's what's cool about that is like all it takes is one person in the world to figure out some kind of cool technique that'll work. But put and it then, out and then put, put, put it, put out, it out and put it out. That's there. the important part. Well, at least yeah. anywhere but China, someone has to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they don't it's figure it. out anything; they just <laughs> copy what everyone else does. Well, yeah, but it's not like we can access it anyways. Well, I don't know. Look on any device; it generally says "made in China." Yeah, it's made in China. Made in China, not designed or engineered in China. I would Copied say they got a China. lot of engineering. Yeah, but they the, just copy everything. There's nothing they actually make. Everything is made everywhere else, but they just, they, they assemble it there. It's produced there, but they don't actually design or create But it even people like, uh, even, or countries like the United States does that. Like you could have every single piece of, of a component, say a, a vehicle no, but built, like, I but would you, say, they put the tires on and legally I would say you could say made in USA. There's more stuff that's engineered out of the United States than it comes out of China, at least now, or at least not, maybe not much the case because China's, China's really gotten really good at that and they're starting to really put money back into that aspect of it, of, you know, engineering or creating people who are being able to engineer from the, from the ground up. But United States has been always a pioneer in that regard of, you know, creating new technologies. China, not so much. Well, I say with a billion plus people, I'd say out of that billion, they're doing some, some engineering work. Like, have you heard of those ghost cities they're building? Massive cities with nobody in them, literally nobody in them. So what is, how does, what does that prove? Uh, they're just creating massive cities like super mega structures freeways highways they're also creating uh what's it called Uh, they're replicating you know famous uh uh places from mostly in europe so just further shows they 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 have an inability of coming up with anything (laughs) on their own i know that's a broad statement to say an entire country of people uh, oh i'm making it (laughs) (laughs) billion plus people there is very low in originality Okay, <laughs> it's on record. <laughs> and uh, in the news today, uh, <laughs> on that note, I got to go to the hospital. So. Get it, that rash checked out, eh? <laughs> How was that rash doing there, Kyle? Need some need some calamine lotion on that thing. 
Yeah, I do. Is that a sunrash? Got some. I hope so. Is this the next topic <laughs> of discussion? So. Is this the next topic of discussion? Kyle's rash? Yeah, so, so Kyle's rash. Into Kyle's rash hour. <laughs> Kyle's rash. Kyle's rash. <laughs> you does got, whatever a rash can. <laughs> got at, got that at the X, eh? It went on oh, one there. No. Yeah. Probably. Oh, no. It's probably the Ferris wheel. It's gabies. Someone you forgot to wipe car- down before. You pump into a carny or something? <laughs> yeah, I rubbed up on him as I was getting onto the ride. Oh, I high-fived you or something, eh? And that was it. Oh, he grabbed on my shoulder. Oh, That's why it's all man. Text was a handprint. Yeah. Handprint Actually, rash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Shay with that suntan. Let's get a stencil. the handprint yeah, on his chest. Right yeah. What, he actually did that willingly? Or? No. No, he oh. fell asleep. He fell asleep with his hand on his chest. <laughs> man, fucking with sunburns, man. <laughs> it's no joke. Well, and we went uh, tubing down that lazy river, right, for it was like three hours. And the whole time you're sitting, right? So he said, uh, you know, he has your belly, you're kind of like belly's kind of folding on itself, right? He's got you a good tan. You got the tan. belly tan folded. <laughs> yeah, so he said when he stood up, right, you got this multi-layered, like, ne- Neapolitan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that time, that was like the worst sunburn I ever had was from that. Ever had. Well, like was no it three, three plus hours floating on a river, right? Uh, have yeah. you had a sunburn as bad since? Never. That was you the learned. worst I've ever had, yes. You've learned. <laughs> yes. Everyone like, gets I, I that bad sunburn. I remember coming back like it. a week later. I went to like play football and stuff. And I was outside just sweating my balls off. And I remember talking about the sunburn. And I went to like show people. And I like pull up my shirt and it's just fucking bubbly <laughs> all over. <laughs> it's all bubbly. And I just, yeah. what, like I'm just grossed out by myself at that point. Well, that's, oh, yeah. you got a severe burn. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. what that burn. was. Yeah. That happened it's to like me after, after we were stuff, fishing that it, one time. It was just crazy, like scaly and, and yeah, gross. like, oh man, it was, it, it felt like I was a lizard and yeah. I, would, I, I, the first day back from fishing, I couldn't do anything. I was just immobile. I felt like the fly from like the, <laughs> yeah, just, movie. you were just uh, bubbling. Like, yeah. what's, you were uh, like shedding Jeff, your skin. Yeah. Like yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I never seen that movie. What? That's no, a good don't movie. Don't that really that good is one. a good one. It's, yeah. too, it's too grotesquely horror. Oh, I can watch the thing like back to back, but that would be. Yeah, you'll uh, end of the fly, no problem. You think like the thing to the fly is it's not that much more worse? There's a couple scenes where like just watch it. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's 80s, like it's a right? Good movie. Yeah. I kind of like that about 80s movies. How it's like, uh, it's all like costume and makeup. Yeah, all practical, practical effects. Practical yeah. effects. Yeah. yeah, a lot of talent in there. Not that's not CJ isn't talented, but. Just to see like the the amount of work that goes well, into it's it. Well, it's it's such a dishonest talent because it's just some person know, sitting there in, a, com- in a nice climate controlled computer room, <laughs> you know, or maybe on they're on an assembly line. Who knows? But I can imagine they're working at uh, you know, like as like a physical. It's more of a physical art. Digital. I kind of feel physical arts more honest than a digital art. No, I understand oh, that, that thought, but like a lot of work definitely goes into it. Yeah, it's like honing a different talent. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. I, I think movies do good when they have a nice like balance and they use it properly. Well, James like Cameron, he's both. the best for that because he knows the, the failings of CGI. If you've got it on screen too long, you will figure it out and you will hate it. That's just the natural human uh, where you settle, your your you I could tell your your eye could tell the difference pretty quickly. So that's why when he does CG, CGI movies, it's always generally very quick, except for Avatar, which was fucking off CGI. But that was one of the best CGI movies because he the colors and how it worked in the environment, it worked well for the failings of CGI. 
So where CGI sucks is when you try to re- replicate a real human face. It's just garbage then. You could tell immediately. But a, a not like an alien face, you could... Nah, that's easy. Uh, Ian McKellen, when they were filming, uh, was it The Hobbit, with Peter Jackson there, he broke down on set. He, was, he just started bawling. Peter Jackson, what's wrong with you? He's like, this isn't why I got into acting. He's like, look at this. And he was just standing on nothing but a big lime green stage. Right? Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was in his costume. And he's, and he's like, like talking like a, like to a, like a ball. Yeah. But, but if anything, isn't that like would make a really good actor? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Now make me a scene. Ah, so, I mean, so yeah. if anything, good you, point. By, That's a good no, point. By, yeah. that, by that same rationale, I mean, you could throw a fucking homeless person into a green screen and make a fucking, you know, an Oscar worthy movie by that point. I don't know. Look if you, at the, if you if you have enough clever people to you know you just take a homeless per- per- person, drop them in a green George Lucas green screen environment, and they're just going on an episode. Just blah, blah, blah. they could probably make a pretty fucking good movie. I don't know. <laughs> you're, 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 you're comparing <laughs> the acting talents of a homeless man to like Ian McKellen. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is, Ian they're they're using Ian McKellen's. They're relying on Ian McKellen's acting ability than the CGI. And to be honest, the Hobbit movies, their CGI, it's it the the, the overt CGI is not that good. The where they where they splice it in, it's the, it's it's better. It's it's actually pretty good because that's how they do that, right? Because they they'll do they'll film the the small people off in one spot, they'll film the dragon off in another spot, and they'll they'll compile it all together, right? That's where the, the the green screen for because he was a big guy among small people, so you have mm-hmm. to film that perspective. Yeah, and then you could tell it when you when a person's been kind of CGI'd in, right? Because you see a Hobbit walking next to Ian McKellen, you're like, oh, this is clearly a small person and CGI'd in here. Like, you know, there's a perspective here. It seems Didn't odd. they actually use body doubles though? Like, it seems yes, but like when you need to have it, uh, like you could tell. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I know what I, you I mean. Felt you, I could tell. It, there's a very subtle indicator. Like the the shadows, the blurring, it, just stuff like that. The lighting just kind of doesn't you know sit perfectly between body to body. Well, I think I still think it takes a little bit of talent to be the CGI. Like look at Andy Circus, right? He did Gollum, but he did King Kong and all as well. Like he did everything. Look, come on! But if you saw Andy Circus on the side of the street without any of that shit going on around, he'd be like, "This person's a fucking crazy person." That's uh, you would you think this person was out there in port uh, at the Portage. Uh, the, the forks there who Andy circus. Yeah. And he was just doing his thing, you know, and he was like, there was nothing else, just him, nothing else from that movie. You'd be like, this person is losing his mind. Well, you mean if a guy's acting like King Kong at the forks? No, 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 no. If he was acting like Gollum, Oh yeah. You pull anybody out of any movie and have them do that and they'd all look crazy. So. That's what I'm saying, but it's so if you took a crazy person from the streets and put no, them that in that scenario, inversely work like that. I'm, I am saying it should. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> you get enough, you want to see what the 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 team is worth outside of the actor? That's where they put the, their money where their mouths are. Is all right. All right, let's do a test. Let's see if we can get a fucking homeless person well, here. That's I don't a think they're on the team too. And they definitely. don't have time to do the test, right? Like yeah. they have well, like you on this day we're going to do this. If it's successful scene. though, you make money. If it's not, you guys go go back to fucking school. So I think the whole production, right? It's going to take a lot of effort for people to get the lighting and the whole scene. I'm not saying this is what the, they have to do before every Lord of the Rings movie is there. All right, we got to see how good these people are. Let's get a homeless person from the streets. We get some green screen. It's, it's, it's like saying having a hockey team taking out the goalie, throwing a, a homeless man in there and say, let's see how they do. There's some guy with no talent. It's, 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 it takes well, a whole right, team. So it's NHL just, level, that wouldn't happen. 
But let's but see. Isn't that a movie level? That let's see. Happen. Let's see. <laughs> like, all right, how many times in like like high school football teams do they just they just walk all over people where they don't even need their full team type thing where they could get away with something like that, right? Where they could like because I remember well, that, that's stories. what a lot of basketball is actually. You have like one really good player and you kind of like kind of that carries win. that yeah, carries, carries the team, team yeah. right? And that's what I'm yeah. saying. And, and like you got certain schools that'll just like blitz other schools. It's not even it's not even a competition. I remember hearing those stories in high school. Where it's like, yeah, man, we were just no chance, no chance at all. And it, just, it was a we were just it was just fun for us to be out there type thing because they were just so much better. Like you know, going in, you're pretty much so in like that comparison. Like if you're comparing movie to movie, yeah, I don't think it would win an Oscar to Oscar, but I'm as a challenge out. To like a, like a movie production crew, could you imagine that? Where they're like, "All right, this is we wanted to see how good we were telling a story, so we grabbed a homeless person off the street, put him in a green room, and see see what we could come up with." <laughs> I mean, that'd be a cool challenge. I would definitely watch it if I exactly. was aware of it. And you know, if it, and if it was entertaining, I mean, that's that's more evidence that you know, hey, you know, you got some talented people that could work with the. Uh, well, I don't think we need evidence that there's a lot of talented people behind the scenes. No, but I, I'm kind of saying, though, like with movies like with uh, that are so heavily reliant on CGI, though, uh, it's it's kind of what are people there going to see? You're going there to see the actors. You're going there to CGI. You know, it's I don't know. I, I find with like a lot of movies, if it's like a lot of CGI, it usually means the story's lacking, like the budget, you know, went into the CGI. So then like the writing, yeah. everything lacks. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, kind so of like those big box office movies, like yeah. Avengers kind of thing, where it's just, just like reliant the on all, the all action, all CGI. You know, story might lack a bit. I don't. I haven't seen the Avengers. So I don't. But you're right. That and one specifically, but each actor is probably getting paid how many millions, right? Because they're yeah. all such big names now, right? Yeah, and that's why I feel like a lot of them are action movies too. Like historically, a lot of action movies had a lot of CGI, right? That's just yeah, generally it's action CGI movies movie, yeah, yeah. aren't the most like in depth story, right? Unless you got James Cameron. Unless you're watching <laughs> Steven Seagal's movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where every storyline is pretty much the same. Yeah. I'm ex-CIA. <laughs> My daughter's been taken. <laughs> and I said I wouldn't do another mission, but I'm going in one last time, right? Oh, it's like there's a... Uh you know, those two movies where he did where he was in the boat and he was a cook. And then the next one where he was on a train. It's like a sequel. They're like one and two. And he's a cook on the train? Yeah. It was a cook on the train, I think. Actually, yeah, I don't know, I, but it was like they, when they they mentioned they would fear, oh, it's just some cook, and they'd be like, "What's his name?" I'd be like, "Oh, his name's uh, Casey Ryback," and they'd be like, "Wait, you just say Casey Ryback?" <laughs> and then it's just like this whole thing of like this this super badass seal guy who's just you know just trying to be some cook on a fucking boat or a you know cook on a train. I don't know what the premise of the second one was, but it's probably very similar. Yeah, he did fight Mike Tyson at one point, though. So. Yeah. Didn't the Ong Back Back 3, Mike Tyson was in there too, wasn't he? Uh, I think Tony Jaw fights uh, Mike Tyson. I guess you know you make it in in film, eh, when you fight Mike Tyson at some (laughs) point. (laughs) You've reached the peak. (laughs) Yeah. But who's, is that a a low for Mike Tyson or a peak for that person? I don't know. I think it's a high for Mike Tyson. He's got just, they're like, hey, we want Mike Tyson. Let's pay him to get a movie. Maybe that'll be the next taken, right? Liam Neeson. Lifestyle one did, yeah. Just he still pissed, does. Piss that all away, but yeah, wow, he still got. It. Yeah. Well, by our standard, yeah, I mean, he look at, like he's got a hell of a lifestyle. I think he used to have like a couple jets. Oh, poor, poor guy that? doesn't yeah. have a jet anymore. Ah, oh, man, must be rough. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. have, he doesn't get his, his shark, his gold <laughs> shark tank. <laughs> it's like Lars there from uh, Metallica. Yeah. Z- yeah, there was a, the the the, pre, the the premise of the uh, 
the the South Park thing where they're downloading music is like, yeah, because people downloading music, they can't uh, get their gold shark tank anymore. Or P Diddy can't. He, he has to fly coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Life's rough, eh? Yeah. I don't Can you guys hear me? No. Right? Your mic's been yeah. off this whole time, I think, actually. Oh, you can hear me fine? I can hear you. Okay. That's actually actually probably been, a, that's going to be a great improvement. That'll be an uptick in audience viewership, I feel. What's that? What's like, that? It'll be like, it'll just be us three talking and, and it'll, it'll pretend there's someone else there. And it'll be like, oh, no, Kyle's not there. Ah. <laughs> so you're saying you want more audience listeners? You're saying? No, I'm just saying no, that, that would all be all a previous actions uh, wouldn't uh, indicate that. No, uh, I don't <laughs> want our audience people because I feel that removes, that makes us too, uh, inflates our ego. Doesn't have I mean, to. It takes away yourself. from the honesty. Yeah, it doesn't, unless speak you want to. Bullshit, you got, you got mad at me for recognizing the the, 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 the thing started and then I derailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I you're all, you got mad. No, I'd say I got you annoyed. Got, you got mad. No. But that was an indicator of, of affecting of the quality, which I felt yeah. at this early in the stage is like, hey, we're, we're just, you know, figuring this out. But uh, creating a, uh, or going on a creative uh, adventure isn't inflating ego. It's no different than just yeah. starting painting or learning to dance or something, you know? Take it. I don't know about that. I think that may be the, depending on the person. I mean, well, like say you start dancing and now you go you go to work and you go, oh, yeah, I'm the best samba dancer there is. It's like we're not walking around saying we got the best podcast in town. Yeah. Walking around with your chest all, you know what I mean? Like. It's just it's a creative adventure like anything else. Yeah. It's Something not a, that we're always looking at getting better at, right? Rather than, yeah, you know, there's got to be some kind of structure. There's got to be yeah, something not, you're working towards. That's the, I don't know. I don't see the point in doing something if you're not trying to improve at it, right? Just like anything in life. You exactly. start doing something, you just naturally find ways to get better at it. Yeah. But it's not saying, Absolutely. look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. I'm just, it's probably from <laughs> oh, something. I think that's like Borat. Oh, it's probably like always bore it. Yeah, it always comes back to bore it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Curtis, you're gonna start getting followers, man, and yeah. you're gonna your ego is gonna be getting through the roof. Yeah, yeah. not even gonna be, be able, be able to have him on the podcast anymore. He'll have his own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, branching <laughs> off, guys, live from the uh, live from the river. Yeah, there you go. That there you go. Be yeah, yeah. What's that bridge? What's it? What's that bridge there? It's the redwood. The Redwood. Live yeah. from the Redwood. Yeah. That's a good name. Go. Yeah, do it. Set up a laptop and yeah, sit, on the, sit on the Redwood Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yell at, at passersby. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll have like a, I don't know, is it uh, cops on a boat underneath just waiting for him to jump? <laughs> yeah. You could be the, the green screen guy dancing around. They don't really putting it to the test, right? Seeing what other people are yeah, going to get. Those no, I'm, I, I'm not the, I'm not the crazy person. That's not where that story was. No, going. you'll get the homeless people in. You'll be the, the production. Yeah. Manager. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how much work CG is. You think well, I've mean, got that ill will to apply that to most things that are important to me immediately. Not some, <laughs> that's just some flippant idea that I just came out with. <laughs> uh, I expected more. Be surprised if you expect more. No, you won't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot for the moon, land on a cloud. Whoa. Can you even land on a cloud? You could try. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the attitude. There you go. Actually, no, uh, when skydiving, you fly right through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was there was a report of where there was a military uh, jet where a guy something fucked up on the plane and he ejected out. 
but he ejected out in a fucking thunderstorm. No. And with the thermals and the and the drafts, it just kept him up there for like fucking like two hours and he just got fucked up. Oh Going man. Through hypothermia oh, again, pelted with hail. Oh, oh shit. He was trapped in a thunderstorm wow. in the sky. That'd be terrifying, God, man. Damn, that sucks. You don't know, know he was probably screaming in the sky. <laughs> oh. oh man. Perfect. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be nuts. Yeah, that'd be quite inhospitable, you know, being trapped in a thunderstorm. I'm going to have to find that article. And we'll, we'll <laughs> <use that. laughs> it's appropriate. Well, wasn't that woman recently who was hiking to, this is not Matt Terrio, oh. hit her head on a trail and she got an air vacked out or she yeah. had a head trauma. Right, she started spinning, spinning one, like yeah. a propeller. She was doing like, what is it? Like, it was fast, and she's like seventy three years old. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, that ain't good. Yeah. You can even hear the pilot. He's just like, yep, this shouldn't be happening. And of all <laughs> things, it's head up. trauma. She said, <laughs> you got, you got, you got to appreciate the professionalism of those pilots, right? There's like, well, yeah, that they ain't didn't good. burst out laughing. Yeah. Yep. You know, we definitely need to stop this. I know. <laughs> I laughed immediately when I saw that. Oh, I, I, I first I was just like. Ah, this isn't that good. Mm-hmm. And then it got faster and faster. And I was that, like, Holy I guess that's shit. when the laugh came that's in. That's yeah. when it started. I was like, this can't be real. And then sure enough. Apparently it wasn't that bad from her perspective. No, really? no. She's just out cold or what? Well, I think it was just like if you were like further out of like that the the the, the spinning arc, like oh, her head yeah. wasn't too far out for it to be like a great gravitational oh, yeah. effect. Yeah. But she noticed it, made her dizzy, but it like I don't if you close your eyes type thing, she probably didn't really affect it's going her. so fast she felt like she wasn't even moving it's like going on that ride at the x-ray where you sit on the wall and you spin around yeah, the oh, gravitron yeah. gravitron did you did that one is that no, where the rash is from the red river rash eh? yeah no, I, was, I was sick by the end of the x i don't know i guess getting too old doesn't work well like you were stomach. you were like because of the rides? Ride, yeah really yeah. yeah probably the heat too like, eh? i don't know maybe a little bit but like I, I went on one ride, I don't know what it was. Remember a G Force? Yeah, it's kind of kind of like that, except it didn't go upside down. It just kind of spun. It, I left. thought it. I thought it went upside down. Yeah, G Force did, but oh, okay. this, this one oh. didn't. But it was pretty much just like it. Okay. And uh, yeah, after I did that one, it was just kind of. I felt sick after. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go in anymore. <laughs> so, but I went I, on most so of them. So explain to me the axis. So it was rotating. Yeah, it was. Okay, Were like, you sitting in a circle? Yes, it was an arm. I was on with like three, three uh, fingers on it, right? I think I've been on this ride. It's a smaller it's, one, right? It's a bit so, smaller. so it rotates around. The arms yeah. rope lift up. Yeah, and then the, the and then each individual each, section spins. And then like no, so the, yeah, like the each so three the, prong the, spins. Yeah, those and spins, then and then lifts. you're then you're spinning, right? Yeah, like it kind of. Yeah, I don't know. You, you swing out as you're. Well, because I remember there was one. It had three axes of rotation. The whole thing spun. Each arm spun, and then you spun on yeah, each arm. Like that, yeah. But you rotated upside down, though, on that one. Okay, this this one you didn't go upside down. No, no. okay. No. I would be done after that one too. So yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I kind of thought it might happen, but I, I don't know when I was on it too. Like I was wearing flip flop sandals. You're just concerned about those going flying. I was a little bit, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, trying to manu- like manipulate my toes to keep them on. Yeah. That's what did it. That's and what made no, you sick. <laughs> probably, but like at, at, at the, when I, while I'm doing that, like all the blood kind of rushes to your feet too. Oh, and so like my feet kind of hurt <laughs> just because like the way it's spinning you. I guess your feet are out. And Why don't you just sit on them? At, at that point, I can't really take them off in the middle of the ride. Or you anything. just like try to kick them up in your hand. <laughs> 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 Catch them like yeah, there it goes. <laughs> yeah. 
It'd be funny if you tried to do that twice. <laughs> but I went on like all the other ones except for Drop a Fear because I went on the other one before Ooh. that. I like, like if I was feeling fine, then I would have went on that. Oh yeah. And then there's uh, yeah, that's his excuse. This is this is always coming oh, down yeah. to you. Once, once you feel sick, you don't want to go on anything. <laughs> oh, you didn't do the drop fear. No. Have you ever oh, okay. been on the drop? Of oh fear? yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. That was like one of the best ones growing up. That one and the fireball. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. the fireball. Fireball. That was the big pendulum one that nope, spun yeah, around. I did not like that I one. I never went on that one. That, that one that seemed one. way that's too fucking one. sketchy. It, it was good, but I'd feel like I get punched in the nose on it. Like it was just a on the gravitron or the fireball. Fireball. Oh really? I feel like it would no. Just the pressure, I guess, in my nose. It felt just felt weird. Just the way it like oh yeah was rotating all. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It just it that's the feeling I got. It's like you hit your nose or got punched or something. Oh yeah. But it it was fun. Other than that, I avoided (laughs) that one every time because it just it just seemed too uh, extreme for like the technical reliability that I, I kind of had in mind for the, the, the place, everything else. It kind of, you could, it doesn't seem like you would go flying off if you, if you, if it failed that one though, if that kingpin failed, that whole fucking yeah, thing is just <laughs> taking out the next two rides next to it. At least you're in the cage though. No, there was no cage on that no, one. That's no cage. No, it's, it's like not. a basket it's, seat. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it's exposed. No, it, it was like. like well, the clearly, I've never been on it before. Thing comes over your head, right? Or yeah, yeah. think yeah. of like a roller coaster seat. And your feet are dangling, but yeah. you're facing yeah. everyone yeah. in a circle. Yeah. Oh shit! You're not. You're not in a cage. Your feet are exposed to the ground. You can see the ground, and like there's distance between you and everyone else. So, yeah, you're you're quite vulnerable. Kind of like a big claw that spins and swings. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, these things are fully disassembled, packed up on trailers, right. shipped to the next spot and built again. Yeah. So you always wonder, like, did someone miss a bolt or did someone put a lock nut on that thing? Or like, well, is that's it- the old carny trick. You're on the ride. And then you just like, as it starts going, just takes a couple bolts and nuts out of his pocket, throws them on the ground. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 I've heard that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you're going up the drop of fear, eh? yeah. <laughs> and every little sound is like, oh my yeah. god, is that Ding. is that supposed to be like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's like quite you know jolting if you don't have like experience with mechanical objects, hearing what they can do and the noises they make, mm-hmm. you know, to to an, to an uneducated person, like it's it can be an alarming thing. It could be sharp, aggressive noises. You're like, oh wait, what, what's that? It's like it's kind of supposed to make that noise, but if it makes it any louder or more often, that's when you want to be concerned. <laughs> wonder what kind of checks and balances are in place on these things. You know, you just bring I, it. I assume they probably go over it every, every night, right? I think they'd have to, you right? Have to. Yeah. There's probably people dedicated to each ride. Well, as many people as they can have, but each one probably is a yeah, checklist. They, yeah. They have like the same people doing it. I'd well, hope but the often yeah. disassembly you th- there. I feel that rules out the complacency of not checking things because mm-hmm. you're going to see things more often. So you'll have a greater idea. Yeah. Of they know what goes where, how and, it's supposed to look, yeah. how it looks different now. And then even the sa- yeah sounds and just generally operating machine. That's one thing being a machinist that I found is just the sounds a machine makes can tell you a lot about the way it's functioning. And even like, uh, but reusing hardware, like say nuts and bolts. Like a lot of like stainless steel stuff or aluminum, like you can only really use it and tighten it up once. Once you torque it, yeah, you're not going to be able to retorque it again because the, the the strength of that bolt is now gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I so can imagine they, they reuse like, it. You know, do they get they, new they hardware are, every time? There's probably a life life cycle, right? There's probably like, all right, it's like for a car. It's like, all right, this ride at this many hours, this is 
all this stuff's got to get replaced. These many hours, all this stuff's got to get replaced type thing, right? And that's, I would assume that would probably be the nature of it. Probably completely wrong. Who knows? Maybe they'll fluids, like hydraulic hoses, all that yeah, kind I of mean, stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a machine. It's just a, it's just a machine, right? And so it's like any well, other... It's got, uh, it's got <laughs> a lot of riding on that machine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like an airplane, it'd be, that's, a, that's an amusement park ride in itself. Just, you know, yeah. just changes place to place quicker. How often do they get looked over? They same thing. They got a certain amount of hours. They have to get checked. Some places don't do that. That's why planes crash and die. That's usually the reason why. But amusement park rides, I would say they're probably in the same thing. Not as scrutinous, but they probably check them x amount of hours, replace all the bolts. You'd have to. It's all kids, and yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I always wonder, like, how did they make money? You know, because like everyone pays what ten was it twenty bucks to get in. No, 40 bucks for those. Is it 40 oh, for, bucks? Well, for the like all you can ride. Oh, yeah. It's 40 bucks. So I wonder like how but much do they like, make in the, the end. Food's but then the, yeah, oh, yeah, food's too, right? expensive. Yeah. The food's expensive. The games, you know. It's not like they're spending anything to for people to play games. Yeah, just electricity. Yeah. And all the toys they buy for cheap in bulk. Yeah. Uh, how many people yeah. can resist spending any other dollar except for the $40 to go on rides? It's it's expensive now. Like It's a dollar per ticket now. Some rides are like seven tickets. Oh, yeah. Whoa. For one ride. So it's just like makes sense just to do the yeah oh yeah there's no other way like I mean unless you don't plan on going on rides then you don't pay you're and, not buying tickets but and how much money they make you know like throw the ring on the bottle or whatever right to oh, get exactly. to win a bear like and there's people trying and trying and trying and trying and trying right and they're just pocketing straight straight up cash homie <laughs> <laughs> yeah how much yeah like it's not like you're getting receipts for any of it Gonna I mean it obviously makes money if they if they do it annually. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it's off, off the food and games. I don't know about the ride because the ride costs a lot of... I don't know. They make money off everything. I yeah, can't I guess, see it being that much I'm just thinking once you pay all the carnies and the mechanics yeah. and the electricity like minimum and, wage well, those are and all that. Probably the least paid people are the fucking people. <laughs> yeah. You want to go for a ride? Where are we going? To the weed store. <laughs> <laughs> you mean online? I mean, we'll, fly yeah. there. we'll fly to the weed we'll store. We'll fly to the weed store, man. I think on that note, we should probably uh, end her there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get in that time. And that concludes another episode of Thought Nuts Radio.